welcome to Become a Successful Podcaster from host Bruce Chama, the founder of the very first podcast network called the World Podcast Network formed in February 2006. Bruce advises podcasters and helps them take their shows to the next level on everything from audience growth to monetization to marketing and branding. Subscribe to this podcast and Bruce will help you become successful with your show in a new episode each week with co-hosts and special guests. Also, in case you were wondering where the term podcast network comes from, Bruce was the one person in the world who coined the term in 2006, after which hundreds of podcast networks sprung up. If you have not added your podcast to the World Podcast Network, you can do so for free at worldpodcast.network. You're listening to Become a Successful Podcaster with Bruce Chamoff, where I help you succeed in everything from audience growth to monetization to marketing and branding for your podcast. Sign up your podcast on the World Podcast Network and also subscribe to us on Apple. In this show, we have two very talented people. First, we have Jess King with the song Future Love, who has this single coming out on March 22nd. And then I'm going to interview Jody Krangle from Audio Branding. Jody is not only a podcaster, but she's also a, an amazing voiceover artist. We're talking all about audio today, but we're going to kick it off with Future Love from Jess King. Let me tell you a little bit about Jess. Jess King, a dynamic artist with a profound mission to awaken love. She's captivating audiences worldwide with a unique blend of music and humanitarian spirit. With roots stretching from New York to Paris, Jess holds dual citizenship in France and the U.S., although she considers herself more of a citizen of the universe. Her music is a bridge connecting people and fostering understanding, as demonstrated in her award-winning song Here and Now, dedicated to those affected by dementia, and that is released that was released on September 21st of 2023. Jess King's versatility shines through her solo acoustic recording of Holding Out for a Hero for Universal Pictures' France film, Les Servants Palatis. Released just before the pandemic, this highlights her adaptability and range as an artist. A highlight of Jess's career occurred during a solo gig in Tokyo when none other than Stevie Wonder interrupted her mid-song and testament to her captivating presence. Future Love, Jess King's single out on all major music platforms beginning Friday, March 22nd, is a sonic celebration of union and love. Infused with a melody of solidarity and peace, this song emerges as a beacon of home amidst the chaos of global transformation. Also, if you want to see Jess live, she'll be at the Bitter End in New York City on Sunday, April 14th. She's also going to be in LA on March 25th till the April. She's heading to the podcast conference actually on March 26th. So if you're going there in Los Angeles, you'll be able to see her. Hello, old friend. Do we meet again? There's no such thing as
stars above We are born from love There's nothing left to prove We chose this ride For this lifetime So let's just turn it up Galaxy of fear Left us That was Jess King with the song Future Love. If you want to play her on your podcast, you can download the MP3 right from the World Podcast Network Podsafe Music Directory. We are going to have it up on March 22nd. So you can definitely download it, put it on your podcast, and you can have a really cool song. Now we're going to get into the interview with Jody Krangle from Audio Branding. First of all, I want to tell you, that Jody's website is voiceoversandvocals.com. She is a voiceover expert. That's all I can say. She has been doing voiceover since 1995. And let me just tell you some of Jody's clients. She has done voiceover for Dell, Bosey, Subway, Lynn Chocolate, 3M, General Electric, Joe DiMaggio, Children's Hospital, Kraft, HDTV, and a lot more. Now, she's also a filker, which she has an all-female band called Urban Tapestry. And she is a self-taught computer nerd. This is all on her website. I'm not going to ruin it for you. We're just going to go into it right now with Jody Krangle from Audio Branding. Hello, Jody. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are welcome. And thank you for having me on my podcast, on your podcast last time. And mm-hmm. I just want to tell everybody that we messed up the recording. We're doing it again. And we've lost <laughs> a lot of the funny moments. So we're going to just start over again. But Jody is We'll a have funny... more funny moments. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you are a funny person. Anyway, so what I'm going to do is last time we recorded this, I got the name of your company wrong. So let I'm going to let you say what the name of your company is. Okay, well, the podcast is audio branding, which you got right, and I should not have said anything (laughs) about that. So that is right. My company name is actually Piece of Cake Voiceovers and Vocals. Piece of Cake. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Piece of Cake. Yes. Yeah. And I I will say, I will say, when people have, when people eat pieces of cake, they also have coffee. And I want to say that I was on Jody's podcast and she sent me the audio branding coffee mug. Yep. I have these. I-, I love my mugs. Oh, there you go. <laughs> drinking right out of it right now. I'm drinking one. Yeah, right now. Me and my my decaf coffee. <laughs> yes. And she and and you sent a really big the big mug, not the small coffee mugs, the big ones. Oh yeah. No, no. No uh, no half-assed 11 ounces for me. No, no, no. <laughs> Those are 15 ounce mugs. They're, you know, they're serious. I don't know about you, but I am serious about my coffee and my tea. <laughs> what kind of coffee drinker are you? Are you are you black coffee? Are you a cream? Oh, no. Do you have do you have the flavors? What do you got? What's your uh, favorite? I, you know, I'm drinking decaf right now because I'm kind of 
starting to cut down on on caffeine. I don't like mm -hmm. how it makes me feel. So uh, I'm having decaf and I am having um, like a milk substitute. I'm actually not having cream at the moment either, <laughs> which is kind of Very cool. weird, I guess. But yeah, I'm going as dairy free as I possibly can at the moment. So yeah, I, cool. I mean, I still I still like my coffee, but it's uh you know on my terms <laughs> ah, there you go we got we got almond milk here we don't even use regular oh, yeah. milk so that's cool but yep. so i do want to tell everybody that i found jody's podcast listened to it and then apparently about one week later i don't know how she sensed it but she somehow sensed that i found her podcast and about a month later she ended up on my podcast network we were on the world <laughs> podcast network from our friend Adam Adams, who I work with a lot, Grow Your Show is his company. Mm -hmm. And I've been at his podcast. He's been on mine. And I know Jody used to be with him and he's a good guy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's kind of cool. So there's synergy there, which is excellent. And I have been on Jody's website is voiceoverandvocals.com. Did I get it right? Voiceovers. With, Voice a, overs, with an S. With yes. an S. All right, let me try this again. Voiceoversandvocals.com. You got it. Yeah. Okay. And I'll put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. I'll get it right. So when people read this, they can click on it and go right to it. And Jody is all about audio uh, branding. She's a vocalist. She's a podcaster. She has, she's a voiceover professional for a lot of big companies who we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And Jody, tell me about your business, what you do, about your podcast, your blog, everything. Go. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a tall order. There you uh, go. I am a voice actor. That's what I do. Voice so I, I work for companies doing the voices that are not seen in their companies. And normally I keep all of my work that is uh, less than five minutes of finished audio. So I don't do really long form type of things like e-learning or, um, you know, huge presentations, but hmm. I do tend to do a lot of commercials and corporate narration, both internal and external and brand anthems and, and that kind of thing. And I really enjoy brand that anthems. work. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, who you can tell me, I can actually say the list, but I'm just going to mm -hmm. let you, cause who are some of your biggest clients? Uh, well, I've worked with Dell. I've worked with Bose. I've worked with wow. uh, HGTV and um, BBVA, which is a very large financial institution. And uh, uh, all, yeah, all <laughs> lots of others, uh, Marriott and, and um, yeah, but a, a lot. It's on the website. <laughs> I'll tell you who I remember. So, and I can't find the page right now, but I saw Walmart. Yes. Mm -hmm. I shop at Walmart all the time. I think I spent, yeah. I think I spent something like $2,200 on in Walmart in this last couple of months. Crazy. Not um, surprising. Also, oh no. Subway. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I've Huge. done some. Yeah. And when I travel, I love to stay at Marriott. That's also a client of yours. Yeah, so you, yeah. you have some really big clients and that just shows how you are professionally because they come to you. And I do have to ask now, first of all, I do want to clear this up for a lot of people. We had this conversation before when we thought that the podcast was being recorded. We found yeah. out the hard way it wasn't. <laughs> it's not Bose. It is Bose. It's Bose. Yeah. And it's almost a Z. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they make all the audio equipment. They make the the headphones. They make the speakers. Make the Bluetooth yeah. speakers. All that. I know that. I Very just, good stuff. I don't know. I don't know why, but everybody I talk to says Bosey. But you know what? You're you're the audio expert, so I trust <laughs> you. It could be a, a local thing. I don't know. I I mean, everybody yeah. pronounces things different. That's part of my job too. I pronounce it any way the client wants me to pronounce it. That's true. <laughs> And of yeah. course you get the script and you said the script goes through some, some revisions at the legal department. Oh yeah. And yeah. Often. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah. There's a, there's a, it's, it's a lot of fun and I really do love that my day is different every day. So yeah, I, I do a lot of automotive. I do a lot of healthcare. I do a lot of, uh, I see all that. 
Yeah. I do a lot of furniture spots, actually. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the list, the list that I am looking at, I see charities, nonprofits, mm-hmm. a lot of cool casino and gaming. That's a cool one. Yeah. So what do you, you have like casinos as your clients? Uh, one in particular, I do work for, uh, I do their on hold and I'm on retainer. I, I work with them on a monthly basis and they're lovely people. And I've been working with them for seven years now, I think Excellent. something like that. So yeah, yeah. It's lovely to find continuing work. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of casinos out there. And of course, oh yeah, of course, 30 years ago, if you wanted to walk into a casino, you only could go to Las Vegas or Atlantic city. And oh, now everywhere casinos now. are in every state, every province mm-hmm. in Canada, uh, every, yeah, I mean, everywhere. And yeah. when, I mean, I know you're from Canada. When I went to Vancouver in 2019, like right before the pandemic, I was shocked to see a casino there. I'm like, wow. So casinos are everywhere now. So oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot of clients out there for you, Jody. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm on your website right now. And I am looking at a lot of cool things you do. I see, I mean, first of all, anybody who wants some help in podcasting, like you want intros or outros, that's one of Jody's services. You can go to Jody and she will actually do the intro and outro. Tell me more about that. I love doing that. It's so much fun. Um, I do only the voice. I do know people who do the music and and who can produce it if people need that but generally i'm just supplying the voice and yeah it's uh i i just love it because every podcast is different and every podcast has its own audio brand (laughs) so you change the way that you speak in order to match that brand it's still me it's just me with you know a different flavor gotcha but now i got an interesting question this is a burning question that's been on my mind, but it all I also, even though it's my own question, I also answered it because I noticed that when I'm listening to other people's podcasts, if you listen to multiple episodes from the same podcast, mm-hmm. I get bored every single time I hear the same intro. And I did have a podcast episode on this before where I, my, my, I, I think it was a year ago when I first started this podcast, it was how long is the ultimate length of a podcast intro? And I can not tell you how many podcasters out there, their intros, no matter how professionally done it is, go on and on and on. I'm like, I just want to hear the person start the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. I, I I would say that if you are having someone do an intro for you, probably 15 to 20 seconds is about as I long as you want that. it to be. I yeah. Um, and the reason that you would have someone do that is because you want someone else to say nice things about you. You don't yes. want to have to say those things yourself. That's why you hire a professional because <laughs> they can make it sound like you really know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I um, yeah. I I have Sherry right over here. Sherry does. She did my voice. Right, you did the voiceover. She said she yeah. wanted to get into doing voiceover. So I said, mm-hmm. "Well, I got four commercials for you." So she did, <laughs> she did the intro for become a successful podcaster. And sometimes yeah. I do my own. Mine mine's about sixty seconds long, and I but I don't do it every single time. I think sixty seconds is too long to do it every single episode. So sometimes yeah. I have a twenty second one, and I have other people do it, and I think it's great. You know, I, I agree with you. You shouldn't do your own intro, but what I do like what you do, and also another podcaster that I've been connecting with a lot lately is Rena Freeman Watts. If you know her from Betty Better Call Daddy, she's not, I, I don't, don't know you know her. but I should. <laughs> yeah, I, I should. I should pair you two up because we we've been a guest on both. Each other's podcast as well just sure. like you and me and yeah. I'll, I'll make that intro actually i'll have shari do because shari's doing all the guests i'm not going to take the job <laughs> away shari's been shari's the guest exchange manager on the podcast never so i let her do it so okay. we have to we have to pair rena and jody up now <laughs> i mean not right now you know but she goes eventually she, yeah. yeah she goes on all the time and she actually pairs the podcast and we have like an ai i don't know if i told you we have an AI search tool now. 
Oh, cool. It's okay. actually, no, sorry. It's an AI connection tool. So uh-huh. we take the guests and we, we my AI tool, because everything's AI now, right? Um, yeah. And I heard your episode on AI, by the way. Oh, AI I've done several. Podcasting. Yeah. I I've mean, done several, yeah. It's everywhere now, but people, some people like it, some people don't. But um, I'm actually, I actually wrote an AI tool to match the podcast up with the guests. Oh, okay. So, you know, it goes in, it looks at all the bio, it looks at all the words. And then Shari goes in and uses the tool. And then she actually decides who, because we still curate the actual connections. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't do that. But um, so Shari goes in and she, she examines everything. And uh, before her, it was Danny. So Danny's not with me at the moment, but uh, he's doing, he's going to do some work again. But basically, we still look at what the AI tool is pushing out. So yeah. we're, getting, we're getting into AI as well with the podcast network. You have to right? keep an eye on it. Yeah. But do. Uh, yeah, just sort of using it and letting it go and do its own thing is a little unwise at the moment. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, you know, something I did and I decided not to do it, but one of my, because on the podcast network, we have a lot, you know, we have, we have a lot of people doing work. Like I do all the coding and everyone else does everything else. One of my, one of my team members, I, I went into chat GTP, GPT, I always get that wrong. Chat GPT, say that 20 times fast, right? Um, That's my job. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I said, give me 50 blog post titles on podcast growth. And I got back 50 really cool looking titles. Mm-hmm. And then I gave it to one of my guys. I said, I want you to take these titles and I want you to put each of these titles into chat, chat GPT, chat mm-hmm. GPT. And I want you to give me a whole blog post. And I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, I still like writing the blog posts. Mm-hmm. I still have my writers, but I want to see what chat, what chat G, I can never get that right. That's like my big tongue, <laughs> my big tongue twister, my podcasting tongue twister. <laughs> And I never say it right. Some people I know can't say the word monetization. Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that one right. A lot of and a lot of people, I would say that that's probably the biggest goal in podcasting. Everybody's like, "How do I monetize? How do I monetize?" I say, "Yes, right." I mean, but I always tell people, you can't monetize your podcast if you don't grow it first, right? So stop thinking about the money. Just have fun podcasting, and mm-hmm. and I actually say this word very well: monetization. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people can't. They're like, <laughs> That's good. Like, how do I do monetization? And I'm like, monetization? Yeah. But I can't say chat GPT without messing it up at least once. So it just seems like it shouldn't go together. I think it's one of those weird, yeah, those those letters yeah. just don't feel like they should go together. <laughs> yeah, I, I can never get that right. But <laughs> yeah. But he he's actually given me like all these blog posts. And I'm like, you know what? I, I Google has got us. It's got they got to penalize you somehow for doing that with SEO. So we're not yeah. going to do that. But I'm going to get it anyway. You know, we'll see what it comes out with, and maybe I'll reword it and change things around, and I'll pay someone to reword the article and you know use it yep. as a starting point. So I think um, AI is good for that. But either way, I was saying that I want to pair you and Rena up, and I'll have I'll ask Shari to do that, and we'll we'll get sure. that out. And um, I'll tell Rena. To, <laughs> I'll also tell Rena to listen to this episode too. So this would be kind of cool. But either way, um, and by the way, she's always pairing people up too. She's great at introducing people. So um, that's a good skill to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a people (laughs) skill. Really, it's a social Mm -hmm. skill. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm also going to interview her dad because her her father, because the actual name of the podcast is Better Call Daddy. So, oh, okay. um, her father always comes on every episode. I think that's kind of cool. You know, I, I don't know if my daughter, my, my, my daughter, my daughter podcasts that she probably doesn't want me on there. That's me though, you know. Um, but anyway, so I think, I think you, um, I'm looking also on your website, getting back to that. Um, you do the automotive. <laughs> yep. Then you do automotive. Who's your biggest automotive client? Oh, you know, um, when it comes to automotive, a lot of the work that I do isn't direct to the actual manufacturer Mm. a lot of it is to dealerships and local regional dealerships that do you know monthly kind of promotions and i have a, a few of those and so it's less about the type of car i guess and more about oh. the agency that's creating the ads 
Oh, that makes sense. So, okay. yeah. So I have a relationship with the ad agency that deals with these particular accounts for these local and regional dealerships. Awesome. And then I, I do the ads for their car promotions on a monthly basis. That's great. Okay. I see that. And I also see, and I'm looking at my notes um, from looking at your website, that the spaces that you deal with in the industries are health care, corporate, hospitality, political, nonprofit sectors like Catholic charities and things like that. And I mean, there's charities and yeah. um, I'm thinking the Catholic charities too. You know, what? <laughs> she works for Catholic charities. Which is okay. Yeah. So um, did you ever hear of them? Are they like in Canada? I'm sure they're everywhere. Okay. Because they're all over yeah. the United States. I'm just like. Yeah. So yeah. that's. That's cool. Um, and I want to. I want to ask you now. You're from Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Montreal is probably the or Ottawa. I'm not. Like, I'm not an expert. Like, but what? What's the city? What? What cities actually speak French in Canada? Quebec. Quebec. Quebec is okay. the prov- The province of Quebec. Yeah. Okay, so that's everything. in okay. Now. Yeah. Montreal now, is part of that. Quebec City is part of that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, but now. Being that you are in Canada, do you do you ever get uh, voiceover jobs in French? I no don't. French? Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't have enough skill in that to be able to work in that genre. <laughs> okay. uh, I know several people who do. So if cool. anyone has a need for that, I do know several people I can pass them to because there I know a lot of very talented colleagues who do speak uh, Quebecois which is a, a very specific segment of French. It's not uh, France, French. <laughs> Quebecois. 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 Que, que, like que. as in K, as in quesa. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Quebecois, yeah. Quebecois. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that I didn't know. Now, let me, let me ask you about another word I never heard of. <laughs> what is a filker? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, um, Filk is a kind of um, spinoff from folk. Okay. And and what happened was it's science fiction fantasy music. That's what it is. It's a genre of music that was played at science fiction fantasy conventions. And it started back in the 70s when they were still using like carbon copies and stuff like that. And so someone made a a schedule of some kind and instead of folk you know having a folk music circle they said filk it they just spelled it it was a typo right yeah okay (laughs) and and it stuck (laughs) you you know you know what's so funny is when i was typing in filker to my notes on google docs believe it or not the autocorrect turned it into filter (laughs) <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Okay. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I got to I gotta ask her about this word because yeah. Google Docs, whatever dictionary they're using, doesn't actually recognize it. So I, I just no, had to. No, it's, it's probably not in the actual dictionary. <laughs> it's one of those words that the, uh, the community itself made it up. <laughs> Interesting. And so, yeah, so it's kind of stuck. But I've been doing that making music in that community since 94. So it's been a long time. That's great. Now, yeah. being that you are a vocalist, and I did mm-hmm. I did ask this, and to re- reiterate to everybody, another word I can't say, reiterate, <laughs> reiterate to everybody, we were recording, and I realized that on Zoom, the record was not on, the function wasn't working. And I'm, now I'm like all paranoid, I'm like looking like this. I'm like looking back and forth, <laughs> making sure that's actually on. And I, I just see the no- recording. <laughs> I just I just noticed though, and I noticed this before, but I'm mentioning it again mm-hmm. that Zoom has added an AI comp- companion. So I'm going to be experimenting with that yeah. next, like sometime. I'm curious what that is now. Um, it's just amazing that even Zoom, that nobody thinks about typing words, is actually working with AI. So I'm very curious about that whole thing. You know, a lot of people don't like AI because they you know, they think it takes the human element away. But I'm very curious about what it is on Zoom. I'm sure there's a video on there, you know, someone's doing like a YouTube yeah. tutorial. So to reiterate this question, to re-ask this question, mm-hmm. who are your musical influences when you started writing and singing? 
Yeah, I started probably singing when I was six or seven, wow. and mainly from listening to albums of Barbra Streisand. Barbra Streisand. <laughs> uh, yeah, and believe it or not, Henry Mancini, for some strange reason, I just really loved the Pink Panther music. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, not to sing to, obviously, but, you know, that, but it was one of those, it's one of the sounds of my childhood. I just, I remember that, that and, um, oh, uh, my parents were listening to a lot of Joni Mitchell and Stevie Wonder and Billy Joel while I was growing up and James Taylor and mm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I loved it. And both my parents are musical. So my okay. mother sings and my dad plays guitar and piano by ear entirely. He doesn't read any music. And uh, I never learned how to read music either. That was not something that I decided I wanted to do. But yeah, that and um, and some uh, the the Muppet movies, we were talking about that. Yeah. So the Frog Prince was the one Frog of the Prince. first Muppet movies that I ever heard. And it had some beautiful songs in it. And I just really loved them. As a kid, like that really sparks your imagination, right? And then yeah. the last thing is Danny Kay in The Court Jester. Danny Kay in The Court because, Jester, yeah. Yeah, my mother used to listen to watch and listen to a lot of older musical movies. She mm. loved them. And I used to watch them on a regular basis when I got older, like 12, 13, because there was a station on the Ontario Public Radio where I, where I grew up. And it was a show put on by a guy named El Weost. And uh, he would play these old movies old movies uh, uh weeknights i think at certain times and i would be totally captivated by them and, wow. and a lot of them were from the 50s and 60s and and just just some of the you know things like singing in the rain you know like the, yeah. the, the, these things that are iconic but you know as a younger kid in that era you may not have actually been exposed to so i just thought it was cool <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's cool. Like I said before, I always liked The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I got to say something. I mean, Julie Gar Judy Garland, when she sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow, it just, I don't know why, it, it annoyed me. <laughs> I don't know why. Just yeah. some, something about her voice that she had. I don't know if you know this, but uh, this is something I found out that, believe it or not, the original um, actress that was selected for Dorothy was Shirley Temple. Ah uh, yes, I did hear about that. You did hear that? Yeah. And apparently, apparently, she was doing another movie, and Judy Garland was the second choice. Mm -hmm. And and apparently, she was. I mean, I think Dorothy was what, like twelve years. Like the character of Dorothy was twelve years old, mm -hmm. I believe. But but Judy Garland was something like nineteen when she when she <laughs> shot it. Yeah. And she looked like an older, like an old, too old. She really looked too old to be like. I remember thinking, wait a minute, that's not a little girl. Yeah, it's movie magic. But you yeah. know what? At the same time, that was a hard movie to make. And a lot of people suffered a lot to put that movie out, including Judy Garland. So, uh, yeah, they don't yeah. make movies like that anymore. And there's a reason they don't. <laughs> well, there, we were, like Sherry and I, we were just talking about how Margaret Hamilton actually got third degree burns from the from the smoke and the fire. Yes. The witch, doing the, yeah. the Wicked Witch of the West. Yep. Now I I know a lot about that movie that a lot of people don't, and one thing I I know is that believe it or not, right in the middle of the set, Margaret Hamilton, who is the Wicked Witch of the West, mm -hmm. she got third degree burns when on one of the trap doors, and she had to be rushed to the hospital, and she did not want to come back and finish that movie, and apparently they the producers offered her triple the amount of money to come back because you know mm -hmm. what are you going to do? You're going to have two wicked witches. You yeah. know, I mean, you have two different ways. So um, she came back and I'm sure she was still scared. I mean, you know, you you almost died. She almost died. No, she's, oh, yeah. I mean, and she, she was painting her, her skin green. I mean, this is like, and the paint was toxic. I mean, like, <laughs> it's it's bad. The Tin Man, the fellow who played the Tin Man. Yeah, oh Buddy, Buddy Epson. Buddy Epson was the original one, I think. No, he was the, I think he was the, the one they ended up with, right? Yeah. Uh, but then the actor before him, had an allergic reaction to the the, the silver paint. makeup for the tin yeah. man. Yeah, that yeah. was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The Ooh, um, I mean, 
the, yeah. the, the tornado, believe it or not, was a sock that was running on the turntable. They, <laughs> because they don't ha- they didn't have the technology that we have now that they yeah. could just make a computer animated uh, tornado. But apparently they took a sock and they spun it around at I don't know like seventy miles an hour on this turntable yeah. and looked like the, it looked like a, ter- a tornado. So yeah. a lot of a lot of cool uh, technology that they had that wasn't so tech technological back in 1939 when they released that, but that was yeah. awesome. But that was, that was kind of like the musical uh, movie that I, I know of, you know, like where the actors actually sing. So I thought that was a good one. And yeah. um, going back to your notes, cause you, we're talking you about should a- watch the court jester. I seriously think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. You want to watch the court jester with me? Yeah, she'll see it again. No problem. Yeah, I we, we just I want to hear what you think when you're done. Okay, yeah, we we just don't we just don't know who's who's streaming it nowadays. Like you know, Netflix. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's on I, YouTube yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, it probably is. Yeah. You can find it somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah. And the other question I asked before is the six second commercials. Yes. And my question yeah. is, and you did explain it before, but you know, for the people listening, mm-hmm. what is why six seconds? Why not five or seven? Well, a lot of them are due to the YouTube streaming uh, and the YouTube okay. pre-rolls. Right. So, um, it, and you were saying you actually pay for premium YouTube, so you don't yeah, see I hate those. Commercials. Which, <laughs> yeah, and I totally get it. I totally get it. But uh, there are other services that also have pre-rolls and things like that. So it's just what you would call a, a pre-roll, and usually it's okay. between six and fifteen seconds. And some of them now on YouTube, you can't even skip through. You have to listen to them. So it's it's one of those things where it is a different kind of thing than a 15 or a 30 or a 60 second commercial because you oh, just yeah. don't have that much time so really the reason i wanted to make a demo for that is because i thought that it would be important for people to hear what i could do in that short a period of time because okay. you still need to get the story across you still need to connect with what you're saying you still need to make sure that you're representing the company that you're doing the commercial for in a good way <laughs> and and it's an effective advertising advertising still even even if it's six seconds so uh when you don't have that kind of storytelling time what does that sound like yeah no i i get that too and that's that's um i i i think it's great because i think that the you know, less uh, less is more, right? Less mm-hmm. is better. And people have very, I mean, I don't have to say this. Everybody knows that today, everybody has very short attention spans and six seconds is perfect. I th- Sometimes people don't even have 15 seconds of attention span, right? So there's um, another woman out there who I know, her name is Laura Allen. I've known her for a long time since the podcasting revolution actually began in 2005. And she has a service <clears throat> called 15 second elevator speech. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I noticed also that I'm looking at your Twitter now too. I, um, I noticed that 15 seconds is perfect. It gets people in and out before they get bored of hearing yeah. what you do. It's, it's hard, you know, it's hard to talk about anything that people do in less than 15 seconds. But mm-hmm. I got it down to 15 seconds. You really got to think about it. I mean, anybody can talk for hours about what they do. We know that. You could talk for one minute to five minutes to 60 minutes about everything you do because you want to talk about your accomplishments. You want to talk about how you began. You want to talk about your future. I get it. I get it. And you know what? I'm a big talker. You know, you got to be a big talker to be a podcaster. Mm. Right. And I tell this to everybody that everybody out there is a podcast. The only difference between a somebody that has a podcast and somebody who doesn't is the microphone. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Because you know what? You could talk to people in a regular conversation without the microphone. Technically, you're still a podcaster. And that's how I look at it. It's just not coming, it's not going into a microphone and coming out of, you know, let's say Apple podcast, right? So I always tell people when you when you do podcasting, you want to keep your intro down to about 15 to 20 seconds, like you said before. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, 
it's okay to have like a 60 second intro, but you can't do it on every episode. That will just, and honestly, I have stopped subscribing the podcasts because of a consistently long intro. It drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. And I just like, it's sort of like, like listening to YouTube ads, right? Or any ads. Like I just, I'd rather pay to skip the ads. And honestly, if I could pay a podcaster to skip the intro, <laughs> I would. Now your your podcast, your intro is very short. I like that. You know, there's, there's one guy out there. I'm not going to tell you who it is. He's a good friend of mine, but his, and, and I never complain to him because I don't want to, I don't want to, <laughs> but, his, but his intro is 90 seconds long every single episode. Oh, that's a lot. It you know, I will say, nuts. I will say that my actual musical intro is like 15, 20 seconds long. That's cool. But, yeah. But I have each of my episodes split into two parts. They're hour long episodes <laughs> split into two parts. I see that. And so, yeah. So the first episode has an intro to my guest so that they don't have to introduce themselves on the show i do it for them okay and then people know what they're going to listen to and then there's like some um housekeeping you know stuff like you know here's where you can subscribe and i have a newsletter and you can leave a review and that kind of stuff right that typically is actually around two minutes long and, but, and see, that's okay, though, because it's not the same every episode. No, it's not. And I don't even right. have it in the second episode. So the second part doesn't even have it. Right. And I noticed that, too, because I do. I, I listen to a lot of your episodes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I listen to as many as I can. Like, I'm, I'm actually I'm marketing over <laughs> a, a thousand. busy guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm well, I do it when I jog, when I exercise, you know, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I market I market over 1,000 podcasts now on the, on the wow. podcast, on the World Podcast Network. I have to give everybody the same type of love, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and some podcasts I listen to more than others multiple times, and yours is one of them. Um, I appreciate I'll, that. Yeah, no, thank you. You No no worries. I mean, it, it's well-deserved <laughs> because there are some podcasts that I just can't listen to, um, but I do listen to every at least one episode from every single podcast it's because this is what I do. This is what I, you know, I mean, I do my best to, uh, like I said, give everybody the same attention. But sure. uh, what what I love and everybody's, and this, see, this is why on the pod, on the World Podcast Network, I built the the followers, right? On no other social, uh, I'm sorry, on no other podcast network do I see this, where you can log in and say, I like that podcast. And then you, you see only the episodes of the podcast that you liked, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And when you log into the poll, you can see who liked it. You know, it's, it's like that whole thing. It's it's like a social network. I'm trying to turn it into that. But yeah. Um, but what what's what I like about yours is that you no, know, to part two. That's right. I just mm -hmm. hear it continue from the last one. Right. There's no yeah. intro. I get it. So I it, mean, there's still the regular musical intro but yeah. beyond that there's no big long intro of the guest right and that's <laughs> we and already that did that <laughs> now interesting question for you why do you do that um and this is this is a question because your answer i want to actually i want other podcasters to hear this too um why part one and two why not just one long episode all the way through well i find that people's attention spans as you say have been shortening and okay I think that 30 minutes seems to be a sweet spot. That's a good idea. And, yeah. And and also I like to give my guest two weeks of love instead of one week. Plus oh. it gives me a little bit of buffer zone. So I'm not so rushed uh, in getting new uh, new guests. I can actually be a little picky. <laughs> God. Oh well. Then I feel I feel uh, very uh, I feel very honored because you actually took yeah. me on as a guest. <laughs> and yes, and you will get two weeks instead of one. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, no, that I mean, you have some really good reasons. Like that's why I'm thinking maybe I should do that too. I think that's excellent. Yeah, and you know, and it's it's good because I like to release episodes fast, and mm -hmm. ed editing to me is the biggest pain in the neck. I mean, I I do have a guy who edits it, but. Um, I see what he was doing and I realized that, see, now here's my process. So I do a lot of editing. I cut out a lot of the stuff. Uh, maybe sometimes I make mistakes, but I do keep every mess up for my blooper reel. 
Sure. Okay. I do have a blooper reel. I play at the end of the year. I got one coming up, obviously. Um, a lot of what we are recording will be in that blooper reel. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm good and, with that. <laughs> yeah. I I think I think a lot of podcasters, what they do is they edit out all the, you know, the the mess ups. And I'm like, no, hold on to them. Yeah. Because they will make an episode. It's like, you know, like you're recycling audio. Um, but I think that that's that's excellent what you do. And I think it's you came up with a lot of good reasons for that. Yeah, and, I, and just, I, will, I started doing that from the beginning just because I wanted yeah. to be consistent in releasing weekly and I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself. I know me <laughs> yeah. and I know how much work I want to put into this and I am putting a lot of work into this. And so is everyone on my team because it's a lot of work. Yes. Uh, and I just, I don't want all of us to be so overwhelmed that we start to hate the podcast. I don't want that to happen. So giving what, what myself you, that buffer. But what do you mean by being overwhelmed? Like you mean the listeners or the podcasters or your team members? No, I'll, actually everything, all of the okay. above. Because if I release too much in one, then it's really hard for people to get what they need from it, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, and and the show notes are up there so that they can see the point form of the major details, just so that they can they can get an idea of what they're going to hear. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean it it's it all works together, hmm. but I I want to make it so that it's not a huge amount of work for everyone that's working on it, just so that we can continue doing it consistently, regularly. Um, like yeah. I've been doing this now since November of 2019 and I have never missed a week. That's amazing. That's a great so, schedule. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I I am not so consistent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I get I a lot of I find it's more useful. The podcast is more useful when it's consistent. Well, As yeah. is audio branding. Same thing with audio Absolutely. branding. The more you hear it, the more regularly you hear it, the more effective it is, the more you remember it. So this is all about memory and recall and and becoming a favorite part of someone's life. I mean, that's really what you want to do as a podcast, isn't it? You just Absolutely. you want to be, yeah, you want to be there. <laughs> you want to you want to educate people who listen to you. I mean, definitely, you know, that's why you, that's why you're going at the podcast. Most people go in the podcasters to try to establish their expertise. Uh, just establish their, you know, that they're an authority on the subject. And I think it's, I think it's a cool thing, but now we're going to uh, end this very soon. I want to ask you, uh, do you listen to other people's podcasts? And if you do, do you hear something that people do in general with your podcast that you disagree with? You know, I do. And, um, I'm picky about what I listen to and and not all of the podcasts that I listen to do this, but I have noticed that some of them do. Asking your guests to introduce themselves kind of seems a little off to me. And really? Yeah, I, there's the reason for that is that the guest is there for a reason and it's that's why I do the intro beforehand so that when someone is listening to my podcast, they can listen to the intro and they can get an idea of who the who the guest is and why they're there. And then we don't spend that much time on, you know, who they are and they don't have to come up with their elevator speech. This isn't, you know, I, yeah. I don't want them to have to do that. I want them to be able to get into the nitty gritty of who they are and why they're doing what they do. But I That's don't great. necessarily want to go through their resume. You know what I mean? I gotcha. Yeah, I I don't I don't do that either. Like I don't ask people to introduce themselves. Um, yeah. I do. You know, obviously people do want to talk about themselves and I, I think that's okay oh, totally. for a little while yeah. you know so i'm like i'll give the intro and i'll say okay now you know tell me about what you're doing now with like what you just did today uh, and yeah. i think that's great um so anything else that you hear that podcasters can do differently oh uh we were just talking about that earlier have the mic close enough to you <laughs> oh yeah look at that yeah, yes my own snowball <laughs> <laughs> yes. But one of the things that I have noticed with some people is that they have the mic so far away from them that you hear all of the echo of the room around yeah. them. They don't have any sound treatment. They're just sitting there and it sounds pretty bad. 
And I have a pretty sensitive ear as far as that's concerned. And I can only listen to that kind of audio for so long before it starts to hurt. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm in the room that uh, does echo a lot. Um, I And you probably hear it. I mean, I, I don't. But the closer you are to your mic, the less you hear it. I mean, yeah. my room is not treated. Not really. Right. My my booth is behind me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not in my booth right now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds like you're up close. I mean, I think I'm up close as well. And I think yeah. that, um, yeah, it's a great thing. I mean, you know, you always require your guests to wear headphones. I mean, I do it anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a good thing. Do you wear headphones? I don't. I don't see it. I do. Yeah, I'm oh. wearing in ears. Oh, in ear headphones. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, where's the? No, I get. Yeah, I don't want to look like Princess Leia on video. I just don't. <laughs> Oh, that's really I funny. I, that. I look like Princess Leia. <laughs> I see it right now. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Do I look like, wait, do I look like Princess Leia with these headphones on? <laughs> I am a star. I am a Star Wars fan. You know, my sister, <laughs> my sister and I were talking the other day and she's a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Wars okay. fan. So I love them both. There's no, there's no reason to fight. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's great. Yeah, I um I agree with you on that. Um definitely, I mean, I was guilty of that as well and then I started to upgrade my podcast equipment um and I got some arms, you know, I never had the arms before the hanging down thing and uh, yeah. that's really cool. And it's funny because people feel like they feel like radio DJs with that with that arm, right? Yeah, yeah. But then there's another problem that happens, and that is that they're so close to the mic that they're popping every P. And like it gets really bad. I've heard some people yeah. do this like a lot, and it can get really again, it can hurt my ears. So yeah. one of the things to keep in mind is um figure out how well, yeah, but figure out how your mic is best used as far as how you address it. So yes. Is it something that you address from the top down or is it something you address on the side? Where right. on the side? You know, where is it where the logo is? Is it on the other side? If you're talking into the back of your microphone, it's not going to sound very good. <laughs> it depends yeah. on the on the um, type on the, on the type. Cardioid yeah, and cardioid. Uh, if you're talking, yeah. yeah, if you're talking behind the mic, you're not going to sound very good. Right. Right. But if you if you're using a cardioid pattern on a condenser mic and or any mic really i guess but i think there's only on condenser i don't think a dynamic yeah. has that but um but if you're doing that then if you talk across it as opposed to directly into it like you see how popping i'm like how much i pop my peas here right yeah. because i'm here it's oh. a different sound but i'm not i'm not blowing directly into it that makes sense i hear it a yeah. little bit on you i hear when you just said but i heard the yeah. b the p the b actually pop so i don't yeah, know just and a you, little bit but yeah but it's definitely not noticeable until you actually think about it like you just mentioned it and until you yeah. did i didn't actually hear it yeah yeah that's good that's that's great i mean i think it's great so i'm going to end this and i really appreciate you coming on the show my pleasure uh, anything else you want to tell like any parting words before we go uh i mean I was actually thinking about you were saying why people start podcasts. And yes. and the one thing that I wanted to say to that was actually the reason I started the podcast was so that I could be a curious observer. So I, I, I don't necessarily say, I mean, I've learned a lot about audio branding over the years and definitely it helps me in my daily job because mm. my career is adding to that audio branding and I wanted to know I wanted to know more about that but I don't consider myself an audio branding professional that's not mm. what I do I talk to people who do it so I'm kind of like the the fly on the wall asking questions for the people in my audience who want to know more that's you know they're curious they want to know what all this is about they want to know why sound is important that's why I started the podcast you know so that's great I don't know if that makes me an expert. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know what it makes me an expert in, but <laughs> but but I I consider myself a, a a curious observer and traveler along the same road, That's rather great. than you know the the person who you should talk to about audio branding per se. The people who are on my podcast are the experts. 
Well, that's awesome. Well, you know, you definitely do a great job with everything. I see what you do, and um, you know, you, you got you got the perfect voice for for all the voiceovers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so that's great. So that's great. I appreciate it, and I will let you know when this is live. Thank ready you so to much. go and yeah uh, some of these uh clips will be in the blooper <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fun <laughs> thank you again jody my pleasure thanks okay. for having me yeah uh, everybody listening go to voiceoversandvocals.com and listen to the audio branding podcast i'll put all the links in the show notes you can get this podcast, actually Jody's podcast, Audio Branding on the World Podcast Network and her other platforms as well. And that's it. You know, if you guys want to know more about podcasting and AI and the business of podcasting and all that great stuff, you can definitely listen and subscribe to her podcast. Talk to you guys later.